The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is uh, Derek and myself, is Obi to my one. I, I try every now and then, Derek. I'm not a master like you get, <laughs> like you are with keepers not bad not bad it you know the secret is um not having planned ahead and then having to come up with one at the last second that's usually how i do it. okay how about this one <laughs> i'm you're my robin to my batman and we have with us howard okay well not exactly howard but he is the author of batman robin and howard and we have Talked to him before over on Wookie Radio. Now we bring him over to Weeby Geeks, where it's just the two of us, no Ken. And it's Jeffrey Brown. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Batman, Robin, and Howard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, in my in my story, uh, you have Batman, of course, as Bruce Wayne, billionaire, and, um, uh, and he, Batman... Also has his sidekick Robin, and in my story, Robin is Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son. And um, the story starts out they're on patrol. Damian's a little maybe over enthusiastic, and um, mm-hmm. so he kind of gets grounded a little bit from crime fighting. He also gets sent to a new school, and that's where he meets this other kid, Howard. And Howard is kind of like the popular. Great student, nice guy. Um, and Howard thinks he's going to show Damien around. Uh, but it, Damien thinks Howard's a know-it-all, and they kind of start to butt heads and become rivals um, until Batman goes missing. And then they kind of learn to work together. And um, I don't want to spoil too much of the book, but so the story is kind of about Damian Wayne balancing life as a middle school student while also aspiring to to be a superhero like his dad. Okay. How did the idea come about? I mean, was it something DC pitched to you or was this something you pitched to DC? Yeah. So, well, DC, you know, they, a few years back when they started, you know, really making a push for more books for younger readers, they um, were approaching different authors and artists and cartoonists and, they asked me if I had any stories I'd if, if I'd be interested in pitching to them. 
And I was like, oh, I'd really love to do something with Batman because um, I was mostly a Marvel guy growing up, but Batman was the one DC character I always always loved. And um, I didn't really have a Batman story that I was sitting on, but I had this other story that was like a like a basically like a teen movie story, like you know, like the old John Hughes high school films or or mm. films like Ten Things I Hate About You from more recently. Um, and so I, I had this idea for like a teen movie about, you know, the, this all-star kid and this new kid shows up at a school who's an even more of an all-star and how that this all-star kid who was like so nice be, just turns into this bitter, mean kid because he's so <laughs> threatened by the new kid. And I realized, you know, Damien as Robin could be like this new kid who comes in and shows up like a kid already at the school. And so really it was just, I just fit Damien into the, to the one role and then added some Batman and it just all came together nicely. So that's the story I pitched to DC and and they were on board with it. And um, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. Very cool. I, I loved how you took the um, the new kid approach with uh, with Damien at the school. Having been the new kid a lot growing up, moving around a lot, I, I was kind of able to relate. But then you know you throw the the other side of well, here's Howard who was the you know, cool guy in town, the the top star, and he's just not handling competition well. It yeah. Um, was it difficult to come up with, with that concept for part of the book, um, to to start that message, uh, for the younger kids? I mean, not, not really. Like I, like a lot of the work that I do, I just kind of tried to draw on my own life. And so, um, like when I was in a kid in school, I was always like the artist and, you know, like that was my identity. And so there were times when like someone else would do like a nicer drawing for the, the art show and then they would win first prize. And I'd have to, you know, like be confronted with like, wait, I'm the art kid, but that drawing is better than the drawing I did. And um, so that idea of like learning that you like, even if you're not the best, it's, it's okay. Like, like as long as you're, you know, doing your best. And so that kind of, like was the the core idea that I I kind of built Howard's journey around was you know this idea of like realizing that you know even if if Damien's more athletic and has all these other advantages Howard brings his his own things to the table and and then for Damien it's about realizing like you know like just because he's better at some things doesn't mean it's he couldn't be better with someone else on his side. And so like the two of them realize that together they're better than, than either one of them by themselves. So you said, um, you said that you grew up more of a, of a Marvel reader, except you really like Batman, which is, which is, uh, there was a time period where that's exactly how I was too. (laughs) I was more Marvel, but I loved Batman. So, so I can relate to that. So, were were you familiar with Damien um, before writing this, or 
Yeah. So, so I, I've always liked Grant Morrison's comics and, mm-hmm. um, so, Again, and I, I really like, really like everything he, Frank quietly draws. And so, you know, they did the, the Batman and Robin series and, yes. um, and then following up with Chris Burnham taking over art for like Batman Incorporated. And, um, so that was where I was first introduced to, to Damien as a character. And then I went back and read, you know, Morrison's other, other Batman comics. Um, yeah. So that was my introduction and like realizing like, Oh yeah, I can, I, there is a rot, like a world where, where Robin can be Batman's son and doesn't have to be, you know, like, like a orphan that he <laughs> takes under his wing. Right. <laughs> And I, and I think um, because of that, Damien has a certain point of view about things. Yeah, I mean, I that, uh, so that, that affects his character. Yeah, I think, you know, the the one thing about Damien that is that we normally see Damien Wayne in the comics as kind of super serious and grown up in a way. You know, it's like he's already he already right. sees himself on the same level as his dad. You right, know, like as as a superhero, <laughs> it's um, like he has to prove so I, himself. Yeah, and so so I wanted to pull it back and and take take Damien back to you know before he reaches that point where he really mm. like gets to just be a kid first, and um, you know so you know instead of him being Robin who happens to be a kid, he's a kid who happens to be Robin, right. and. Um, so just try to try to ground it in in the reality, and then and then from from my own experiences as a dad to a, a teenager, and kind of realizing you know that that he sees me as um, possibly awkward and embarrassing, um, as opposed to <laughs> you know when he was younger and I was just like the coolest person in the world. Right. And so I thought it'd be really funny to to imagine seeing Batman, who is like the the coolest superhero ever. And then, but you know, if he's if Batman has a teenage son, he like the teenage son is not going to think that he's the coolest person ever. He's going to think he's like like goofy and awkward. Um, I love that. That's uh, awesome. I'm starting to get to that stage as well. <laughs> uh, you you remember Zoe from when she came on? Uh, Wookie Radio to ask a few questions. Um, yeah, which can't believe uh, a week from tomorrow, as we're recording right now, uh, we're recording on the twelfth. On the twentieth, she turns twelve, <laughs> and I I can only understand. I, I'm not at that teenage level yet, but I do partially understand the pain you're going through. Um, you, you see it on the horizon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, yeah, it's the, coming. <laughs> thankfully, the dating aspect is not ah. on the horizon. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I see it. Yeah, I see it coming. Um, I I loved how the uh, how Damien kind of wants to bring Howard into his world some uh, in the book. Uh, what what led towards that decision? Of okay, I'm gonna we're gonna allow someone into our other persona. Yeah, I mean, so so in the you know in the story, Damien is is pretty isolated. 
Um, you know, he's his dad is either, you know, off fighting crime or, you know, running his multi-million dollar business corporation. Um, and so, you know, when he's around, it's it's you know, it's he's not around as much as Damien would like. And Alfred's around, but that's not really the same. He's Alfred's kind of like his his grandpa a little bit. But, you know, he can't really open up to Alfred um, in a way. And so he really just is looking for someone to, you know, he needs someone to open up to. And, um, as he, you know, becomes friends with, with Howard, he realizes, you know, like, like he's has all these walls. I mean, this sounds really, really, um, aware for a kid, but so Damien probably doesn't realize this is this is what's happening, but, you know, he has all these walls up and with Howard, he can let his defenses down a little bit and, you know, and it, it's just like really helps Damien to have someone who's like empathetic and understanding uh, to talk to. And, um, and, you know, it's like the, the one thing that he really wants to like really need someone like some outside perspective on to, to talk to someone about is like the fact that his dad is Batman. And so, um, yeah, it just felt like, like it, a way to to like really cement their bond uh, as friends is by by Damien, you know, kind of making himself vulnerable to to share this like secret about mm. his dad being Batman, but then also about you know like underneath that is all the are all the feelings about like him and his dad and and his family life. Right. Okay. So did. Uh did DC give you a lot of uh, freedom when you were writing this or yeah, I mean, were they there was, involved much? I mean, they were involved. Um, you know, it's one of those things where there, there was little details that they, they might've commented on and, and, you know, but, but I, I guess I would say like more superficial, like, so they didn't did nothing that mm. affected the story or that I felt like, like, well, that doesn't make sense for the story I want to tell. Um, and so, That's so good. in a way they were, they were very involved, but it was also like, I don't, I, I totally felt complete freedom to, you know, like the, the story w was allowed to go where, where I needed to go. You know, there's like, one of the things is, is, is right. There's not a ton of action with Batman. Like Batman is <laughs> kind of maybe more comic relief, I guess. Um, you know, and you know, so things like that, like, you know, like they really trusted the story um, instead of, you know, trying to fit it into some mold of of a of a, a Batman comic or something. That's good to hear. Now, did you find um, that DC was a little more open, a little, a little looser with with you on the project as say uh lucasfilm um i mean i think in a in a way i think batman especially among the dc characters is is one that has had like there's over the years there's they've kind of built this this world where different batmans can exist mm. and so it was maybe a little easier for them to to 
to let go and you know have this for this particular version of Batman exist. Um, right. At, at the same time, I never I never felt with Lucasfilm that that I was like restricted per se. You know, um, I mm-hmm. I always felt like I was allowed to to really um, do like the the books the way I wanted to do those. So. Okay. Oh, that's always good to hear. Um, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, because you never know when uh, some of these projects with some of these different companies, how much they might be like afraid to let go with their characters or, you know, give you freedom. So it's always good to hear things like that when, when, authors and such get really good um, relationships with them. Yeah, I think especially with the... It's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think especially with the DC Kids books, they've they've really been um, really active in, or proactive in, in terms of wanting authors to really have their own takes on, on the characters and really do something different mm. um, for kids. Okay. Um, is there talk of any future projects uh, with DC? Um, well. That you could talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's, <laughs> I originally, I, I, I agreed that to do two books, um, and we knew the first book was going to be Batman and Robin and Howard. Um, but the second book was like to, we'll figure that out later. Um, and I thought that I would just do like, like Batman. And then I would have this chance, like, Oh, I can do a different, another book with, there's all these other DC characters that could be really fun to do something with. Um, and so I'd been thinking about what that other book would be. But now that this book's coming out and I've been talking about it and thinking about the characters again and looking back at the story, um, I, I think I might actually want to do another Batman and Robin and Howard book. Um, oh, nice. So we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I have an idea for a story. And so if, if, if I can get that figured out with DC, maybe it'll be um, a follow-up to this book. Because I, I realized, like, one, I... I had a lot of fun with the Batman um, side of the story, but like, I there's never enough Batman. So I, yeah, I, can, I, I love I, can, I love I how you to... left Bruce in in costume for most of the book. <laughs> that, that was that was intriguing. Yeah, so like I'd I'd like to maybe let 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 Bruce out more, have a little more room to roam um, would be fun, and then also just now that I've. I've gotten out of the way that of of how Damien and Howard become friends. Like they can start the book already working together, and and yeah, there's lots of oh, right. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I like so nothing, nothing with a title yet, but um, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. They discovered girls. But you have ideas. <laughs> I have. I do have. Oh, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I know for me, as soon as Zoe starts to discover boys, that's going to be my nightmare. Maybe, maybe Howard and 
Damien discover girls, how that comes in. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we'll see. It's, they might be like a little, like they might, I might just leave them just like a little before that age. Again, it's, it's, it's one of those things too, where, you know, really it's, it's, it's the story, um, kind of that kind of determines things. So originally one of my ideas was that, that Howard would have a girl that he liked and then, when Damien comes in, the girl would end up liking Damien and there would be that conflict. But um, in the end, like with the story, it, that just became distracting in a way. Like it, like it took up too much space and time and it didn't really fit where the characters were at. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, the, if there's a place for it in the second book. We'll see. Um. Any uh, any thoughts of bringing any other characters into the book, the second book? Yeah, so I mean, the the other character I thought I would like to do something with is Superman, because mm. I have I have really mixed feelings about Superman because there's there's some really great Superman comics, but in general, like overall looking at the history of Superman comics, like I was never as interested, um, and so. I thought he would be an interesting character to find like a take on that that could be fun to do. So, so Superman is, is one that might make a, make a cameo and in this next book, we'll see. Okay. Nice. Again, I feel exactly the same way about Superman as you do. (laughs) And I I think for me, uh, growing up as a kid as well. Yeah. I never realized I read a lot of Marvel. I thought I was more of a DC guy because I can name more DC characters than I could Marvel characters at the time. Um, and and then re, recanting as an adult, like, okay, yeah, I read more of this. I wasn't really into a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, but with, with DC, you get into who are the, who are the ones that you know, know most? Obviously, Superman, Batman, you know, Batman and Robin, uh, Wonder Woman, the big three. Um, but you also get into, um, you know, when you watch the cartoons from back in the day with the Justice League, you, know, you had the Green Lantern and some Flash. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing, I love the artwork you did on the very back cover or had done on the back cover with all the the rogues. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing Riddler in the shorts, in the soccer shorts. I want that <laughs> outfit. I, I'm just saying, I want, I want that outfit. Um, what's like possible? you personally? I, I like the shirt that Riddler's wearing. I would, I would rock that. May not look the same on me right now, but I would rock it. Um, I'm a huge Riddler fan. What we are aware. What, if there was a third book that came down the pike, something that ties in maybe the rogues galleries kids as well. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, Damien is part hero, part rogue. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the, the originally when it like, so I don't want to spoil who any villain that shows up in the, in the book is, but um, right. I can say that it's not any of like the normal rogues of of the world of batman so it's not it's not the joker or the riddler um and what i found was that 
when I was trying to figure out like, well, which, which rogue do I want to use? Do I want to, uh, you know, do I want to make it the Riddler is, is up, you know, is kind of running things or like it's the Riddler, but Joker is actually the one masterminding it or, you know, it's a bunch of them working together. Um, and whenever I kind of fit one of them into the, into the story, they just kind of took over the story too much. Um, and uh, it just really, like, like the rogues. The one thing about them is, is like they're such big personalities that they they do kind of when when they're the main villain, they they do really, you know, take over the story a lot. And um, you know, I I really wanted to keep the focus just on on Damien and Howard, um, and so it made sense, but. Yeah, so I have an idea for the villain for the second book, although I don't know that it will necessarily be one of the rogues. But um, yeah, yeah, they're, that, but they're fun to draw for sure. <laughs> so that's yeah. So I found a way to like at least draw as many of them as I I could fit in, in <laughs> the back of the book there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, With I guess with DC outside of these two books, is, is there another topic within DC or another set of characters that you would love to build a whole new story? Because I mean, you're you do it so well, you know, with the the Vader Vader and Family series, and you did so, did it so so well um, with the beginning of Jedi Academy. Um, was, was something like uh, Titans Academy or or a tie-in with DC Superhero Girls uh, with the school? concept there you know borrowing from that idea yeah i mean i think the like i really like the titans and the problem with them for me would be i would be too influenced by um the teen titans go cartoon which i i, <laughs> I love watching that like with my my older son watched it for a while and then he kind he's kind of moved, moved out of it um but now my younger son watches it and i really enjoy those and i and it's hard because I feel like those cartoons would influence me so much in in terms of how I approached um, them. So I don't know that I I would need to like find a way to step back from them. But yeah, I mean, like the Justice League is is one. So I I did have an idea for like a way for like the whole Justice League to meet up with Batman and Robin and Howard, but. Um, there, there was one draft of, of, of the outline of this story where, where it was the whole justice league comes in at the end. But again, it, you know, then it's just, that's really hard because there's, <laughs> then it's a lot of characters to try and, and fit in. Right. Um, <laughs> and the other one that I, I really like the old doom patrol comics and yeah. I've enjoyed the, the yeah. new, the new show. Um, mm. and so they, like they're also weird and different. Um, like I, I think that they they could be fun to do something with too. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I've always liked some of uh, DC's more lower list heroes, like like Doom Patrol or. Metamorpho or Plastic Man or, you know, some of that like, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. I love them together. 
So it's always fun to, to see things with them, with yeah. those characters. Oh, I, I think it comes across with DC, uh, even the lower, all the characters are treated as A-level, as A-list characters, no matter what actual level they're at. Yeah, they're they're all given the same type of love. Whereas, I, I feel like at times with Marvel, it's like, okay, we're going to do this character just because it's been a while. And we need to boost him up mm-hmm. and, and bring them bring them back to to mainstream just to see what happens. Uh, DC just no, we're just going to go. We're going to do the story, do the arc. If it doesn't work, kill it after the arc and move them into another book type deal. Uh, seems like that's how how it's been recently. Um, I think there you got anything else on uh, Batman, Robin, and Howard? I also want to touch on something else that Jeffrey has just put out recently as well. Uh, but the main focus right now has been Batman, Robin, and Howard. Right. Um. Mm. Actually, I got... I don't know. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, were, were you surprised when DC wanted to include Batman, Robin, and Howard in their free comic book day sampling? I mean, yes and no. Like, um, no, because once they asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like, um, you know, they're, they're going to promote the books, but... but Yes, because it's, you know, it's like that was when it really started to sink in. Like I've actually done like a like a bat. I'm going to have a Batman comic come out. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so it's it was pretty, you know, like to to and to see the comic and, you know, on the shelves. I was actually out of town uh, on free comic book day in um, northern Michigan, where there were, were actually no comic shops. So I, I got to miss the excitement of the actual day. But, you know, as soon as I got back into Chicago and... No comic shops. Um, yeah, I know. If we're talking to the UP, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, so there there was one that had closed, um, it looked like, last year. So um, so I was I was disappointed but then you know like as soon as i got back to chicago i went to my local shop here and um like they had they had they had ordered a ton so they had like these huge this huge stack and i spent you know a couple hours drawing little batman heads on on not all of them but (laughs) a couple hundred um that's awesome yes great so I then I want to bring up one other question. Um, is is it true you really cannot wear the bat suit while playing soccer? Yeah, I mean I can barely wear like you know normal clothes. <laughs> Just, it's enough of it's enough of a challenge to you know uh, be out running around in in shorts and a t shirt for me. So um, I don't I don't want to add a cape and boots. <laughs> it's dangerous for for everybody i think well i bring that up because it's mentioned in the back of the book uh in the in the about section of of, of you and yeah. like, 
right. but I at least I can I can at least draw myself wearing the bat suit though. That was that was the important thing. Hey, you look great. There you go. Yeah, that's probably better actually because you can draw it the way you want. Yeah. Now, not only did now Batman and Robin and Howard's out currently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pick it up uh, any comic book store, um, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, pretty much anywhere like you can get your, books. Yeah, all your usual online retailers, and then it it hit both both your local independent bookshops and major retailers, and and then also all your local comic shops should be should be there now. So there's no excuse for you not to get this book. It's everywhere. Go pick it up. And it's on Amazon. I'm, I believe it's on Amazon as well. So it'd be really easy for you to get. So And hey, if you're a Prime member, I'm sure you'd probably get it for free shipping. Um, but there's another book that you have coming out just in time for the holidays as well. And I've been so busy with my real job, I haven't had a chance to get into it. <laughs> and it's out. It came out back in October. It's a Vader family Sithmas. Going back a little bit to talk about how did how did this book come about? Yeah, I mean, so uh, we, my editor at Chronicle and I had had ideas about doing a, a Star Wars holiday book at various points um, since doing Darth Vader and Son. And every year we do when we do the calendars, I usually do you know a few new new drawings and one of them is usually the the December drawing so it's usually a holiday themed drawing so so I'd done a few of those over the years and um finally Lucasfilm and Chronicle both thought like hey maybe maybe now's the time we can we can um make a whole book and so yeah so it was just um finally the chance to get to draw a ton of scenes on Hoth and um, and it was also getting back to after, you know, I'd done Ray and Pals with the new trilogy and had done, um, you know, some of the, the prequels had showed up in Goodnight Vader and um, Darth Vader and Friends. Um, so this was getting back to like just all original trilogy, which was nice. Very cool. I, I love that. I, I didn't realize that was out. I'll have to check it out. I love the Candy King lightsaber. And the wreath around R2 is brilliant as well. This is all just cover art. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not all necessarily Christmas. I tried to keep it like more generally holidays. And, and so, and some of it's just winter. So, you know, there's some ice skating and sledding, <laughs> your, your usual winter scenes. Very cool. And, and I, uh, again, I'm assuming um, a lot of <clears throat> your own life uh, leaks into this a little bit to to help create some of the stories. Yeah, for sure. You know, like all the usual moments, like you know, unwrapping presents, and then you have your piles of of wrapping paper and um, you know, toys that you have to assemble for the kids and. Um, yeah, and then just, you know, epic snowball fights. You know, growing up in Michigan, that that's an important part of growing up. Yep. So So did you did you do the uh wrapping paper tube lightsaber fight? You know, that that was one that didn't make the cut. Oh so, yeah. 
It was, it was, we kind of went back and forth on it and it, um, we went with the candy cane lightsaber. So that makes sense. And there's always, you know, there's always, you could always put them in the next book. (laughs) Um, just trying to think there's just so much and we cover so much with Batman Robin and Howard um, and honestly I wasn't prepared to initially bring up you know we, we asked before show is it cool we could talk about this um, so I didn't really get a chance to prep either one of us towards that um, wh- what's next I mean just in general for Jeffrey Brown comics yeah, so I mean, so there there should be a second DC book, and we'll see um, how long it takes to get the idea nailed down, um, and that will kind of determine how soon I can finish it. Um, so I have that, and a couple other projects that it's probably too early to to talk about too much, but they're both maybe things that I haven't um worked on before so that's it's exciting to to work on a couple new things so i'll i'll leave it at that mystery (laughs) um yeah so yeah so those are the i've got always got lots and the lots of irons in the fire and it's just a question of which which one is ready to come out when so very cool so what about uh, um what about dream projects? If you could just pick any characters, anything you wanted, what would you love to work on? I mean, I'd still like to do more with the X-Men someday. So I did a short X-Men mm. story for um, when Marvel was doing their Strange Tales anthologies. So that's one. Um, and Lord of the Rings is another. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, but I... Like I'm actually working one of the my. Uh, it's weird to say side project because it's it's more of like. While I'm working on all these other things, I've been working on a like a, a fantasy adventure story that's my own my own characters, but you know similar to like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings type type oh, cool. story. So that's kind of also like a dream project. So yeah, I've been really fortunate. I mean. Like I got to do Star Wars, I've gotten to do Batman now, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like at some point I'm gonna I'm, I'll have done them all. <laughs> like everything I imagined doing when I was a kid, I'll, I'll have I'll have done. Well, you, you know, uh, I don't. We didn't do this over on Wookie Radio, uh, and we've started it kind of since, and we've carried it over to, or I brought it over to all the shows, um, including this one um, when we have guests on chance to flip the tables and allow you ask us some questions oh okay um so i guess so um what is the next big dc movie you'd like to see that hasn't been made that's one question Mm, good question Um, I think Lantern Corps. 
you know, I'm not too worried about doing a straight Hal Jordan Lantern mm-hmm. movie. Um, well, you know, I've heard talk about a land Lantern core. Um, just do the, the team. Let's do a Lantern core. That way, you've got yeah, um, John Stewart. You've got um, Hal. You've Guy got Gardner. Uh, Guy Gardner. Uh, I mean, you've got the various teams. You could, you could, you could start it off with uh, Sinestro, and you know, maybe that's the concept of the film: is he strays and strays early, um, going to Yellow Core, and and then we start to see some of the other core, you know, other cores come in. Um. Okay, and then one other question. Um, so one of my one of the, my favorite comics was um, so I loved X Men, and when the X Men they did the the uh, X Men Titans crossover, and that was mind blowing to me to have Marvel and DC like have a project with their teams mm-hmm. together. Um, so what's um, what's the What's the DC Marvel crossover that that I should draw? Ooh. I have an answer for this one. <laughs> I I have been wanting to see um, a crossover where let me make sure I explain this right. Like certain heroes would cross over with other, like D- some DC heroes would cross over with Marvel villains, and vice yeah. versa. Some Marvel heroes would cross over with DC villains. So instead of just a typical heroes get together and fight and then realize they're heroes, you would have like like um, like Batman going after Green Goblin, yeah, or uh, or um, something like that. Um, that would I would yeah. I would find that very interesting, especially there's so many diff- different variations you could go with on it. It could be really cool. Yeah, that something, you know, something different. Yeah, usually when when those crossovers happen, it's just the heroes from both worlds teaming up. But I like right. this idea of just like they're just coming in to to fight the villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, the Joker. Mm-hmm. How would the Joker react would be really cool. to Wolverine? Ooh. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. See, I <laughs> see. I would take it the other way. Instead of heroes, Thanos, Darkseid crossover. Yeah, I've ha- I've thought of that one before. Too. I mean, everyone everyone Dude, pitches. That would be pretty cool. Oh, all that- Darkseid was taken from Thanos. Thanos was taken from Darkseid. Let's just put them together. Let's put the two Titans together. You know, let's see how. You know, how they would interact. Yeah, it'd be some kind of infinite final crisis, mm. infinity war, civil <laughs> war thing, something. And then you you can have all the other DC and Marvel characters get involved because they're trying to stop the war between Thanos and Darkseid. Yeah, be like the ultimate amalgamation. Yeah, mm. they could, they could, that could take, that could take a decade. <laughs> Every every single character ever. (laughs) 
job it security. Cool, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Derek, go back to uh, Jeffrey's first question about um, mm, movie that I'd like to see a DC movie. I would like to see. I would like to see a kind of a buddy movie with with Booster Gold and Blue Beetle together, like a buddy comedy movie. I think that would be great. I love those two together. Um, I've been a fan of them together since the old Justice League days back in the eighties. We are getting a, a new blue, the new Blue Beetle movie coming. Yeah, but I want to see Ted Cord and and yeah. Booster Gold. Yeah, there was they're always great together. I agree. That could work. Yes. Uh, any other questions, Jeffrey? Did you throw at us? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not used to asking the questions. <laughs> so it makes it fun. <laughs> it, it, it was a new twist, and, and everyone seemed to everyone seems to have fun with it. So hopefully, hopefully, it's not too stressing on you. Yeah, I guess um, one last question is: so you you asked me what what my dream properties that I haven't drawn yet are um but what what character or team or world would 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 you like to see me do like in the Darth Vader and Sun style treatment I think Indiana Jones would be cool um with the Connery Harrison aspect um the other one I would love to see uh be like an aliens predators type setup, you know, the queen mom mm-hmm. and, and, and newly hatched xenomorphs or um, predators training new predators or, or what the alien aspect, uh, you know, Sigourney Weaver's character raising a mm-hmm. young girl and going through that aspect as well. You know, something like that. Yeah, hitting, I, touching some of that. I love, I love both of those. I'm going to go in a different direction, and I'm going to say I would like to see you do uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh. I think that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. I I was a big fan of He-Man. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could do yeah, some fun any, stuff with them. Any one of those. those characters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did... Um, oh, few years ago they did a, a contest where fans could could design their own he-man character and um i i had a friend who he came up with the idea and and then i drew the character out i don't even remember what the character's name is at this point. oh wow <laughs> but like it was like so much fun to draw like a like here's a here's a an all-new he-man character that's very cool that's cool so, <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online? Um, yeah. So my website is jeffreybrowncomics.com. Although um, I tend to be way behind in updating it and posting on the <laughs> blog there. <laughs> we but know how I, that feels. Don't worry. Yeah. But I'm way more um, current uh, posting on Instagram in my uh Instagram is at Jeffrey Brown RQ. So I like it's either pictures of my cat and dog or behind the scenes looks at looks at, uh, you know, projects I'm working on uh, different things. So, um, yeah, those are the two places. 
Awesome. Uh, Derek, any final thoughts? Um, it's been great talking to you. And uh, I think we had some interesting uh, ideas bouncing about there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again for, for joining us. Uh, always uh, glad to have you on uh, in a non-Star Wars realm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think we had a great time the last time. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, again, yeah. always a pleasure. Go check out Jeffrey at jeffreybrowncomics.com uh, and, and follow his, follow him on social media. Uh, he gets some great stuff. Uh, yeah, just follow Jeremy Instagram. And, 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 some good stuff on there. And to me, I, I'm still dreading um, where one of his, I think it's one of the more well-known Vader Leia images that Jeffrey's done uh, that's going to haunt me. That's Leia in the slave Leia outfit. And him going, you're not going out dressed like that. It's in my fu- <laughs> it's in my future, mm-hmm. and I I'm dreading every minute of that. Um, so thank you again for for coming on. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, go check yeah. out Batman, Robin, and Howard, and Vader Family Sithmas. Those books are out now. You can get them everywhere. There's no excuse not to get them. And on that note. <laughs> The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.